Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast with me, Joshua Jackson. As regular listeners will know, this podcast is all about speaking to the people who get up each day and make this country work, putting their teams and clients at the forefront of all they do and showcasing ingenuity and leadership. And today I'm joined by a very forward thinker in in Callum Anderson, um, co-founder and and CEO of Elastic Team Startup Distributed. Uh, Callum, hello. Hi there, great to be on. No, thank you ever so much for, for taking the time out. Um, you know, it's always really interesting hearing from people that have such sort of forward thinking um, companies and, and viewpoints. And if you wouldn't mind just giving listeners a, a bit of intro about yourself and um, about the company, that'd be great. Absolutely. So my name is Callum Adamson. I'm a university dropout that um, got more excited about the Internet than I was about building aircraft some 10, 15 years ago now. Um, joined a startup in London. I've been building tech ever since. And since about 2017, I've been building distributed. What we are as a company um, is kind of outsourcing for millennials. It's outsourcing rebuilt, reimagined and restructured for modern enterprise businesses. And what that means um, is agile on-demand talent, um, but independent talent um, and independent talent that have better um, benefits packages, more career options, um, and sharper career trajectories than if they were going to take permanent roles inside an organization. Well, that all sounds really quite interesting and um, you know, good for a lot of people that are obviously under a bit of uncertainty with um, their current, you know, let's say static job role um but you know it would be impossible to to sort of ignore the the worldwide situation at the moment and you know especially sort of looking back over the last year last 18 months regardless of the the current opening up of, of the economy as it as it is at the moment but um how's everything been did it particularly affect you or, or were you you know relatively free no like it's it's important to frame my answer here i i've seen the world in the past two years through a, a, a very um let's say, thin uh, sliver of a window crack, right? I work in, I work in tech and I work in software development, um, an industry that's probably experienced its largest growth period over the past few years. So for us at Distributed, we've seen exponential growth, um, which is great, right? Because we've been able to, to onboard uh, way more contractors who are Elastic team members and help way more businesses, um, you know, in their digital transformation efforts or the digital integration efforts, basically deliver the roadmap. So we've we've had an excellent couple of years, um, but for everybody, it's not been the same. Like I've got friends and family in the entertainment and the hospitality industry, and it's been super tough for them. So we're we're very cognizant of that here at Distributed. You know, the the entire world's not had. Um, not had a booming two years and it is only now just starting to build back and you know that's it's you know good to hear that actually it hasn't affected everybody so many times when interviewing people on this show it is uh, you know the, the doom and gloom sometimes it's people working in care working in hospitals people do working in manufacturing where their processes have got more expensive and um, you know lower production rates so it's it's nice to hear that obviously your your company has been able to grow and um, you know how have you managed to sort of keep that momentum going how have you you know brought teams on how have you managed to integrate um through through the platform um so it's important to frame the context that um since 2016 2017 like i've had a firm belief that the workforce of the future is on demand it's composable and it's going to be predominantly independent and it, mm. it makes a lot of sense when you look at the basics of um 
you know, the, the existing um, talent models. Um, in a world where talent has never been in such short supply <clears throat> and is never going to meet supply demand, uh, sorry, is never going to meet demand size for at least 10 years, you have to think about um, new ways of engaging talent and new ways of driving your business forward. And when you're trying to build software, that means, okay, let's appeal to the largest talent base that we possibly can. When was remote first teams, that's the whole of Earth. Um, now, that does present a, a bunch of problems. You need to find them, qualify them, you need to onboard them, you need to manage them, you need to pay them, et cetera. Um, and you need to do that over and over again in different currencies, in different languages, in different geographies. Um, so what we've what we've kind of been able to do and what we've been able to drive forward over the past couple of years is the adoption of this new talent model. You know, when businesses were going remote first and businesses are seeing um, talent costs skyrocket and times to hire talent uh, being pushed out way beyond uh, four or five months now to hire a single software engineer. Uh, we've been able to be that um, on-demand pressure release valve for them for the past two years, and we're now developing those, um, you know, those use cases into to long-term relationships that are helping them restructure their workforce. And do you think that the the benefits are there for for the individual and the company, or is it primarily the individual that you're looking to help? You know, change the way that people are are looking at their work and and thinking that um, you know they can do better by having a multitude of of um, opportunities rather than just a single one. Yeah, we, we're a talent first company. We're we're a people first company. I mean, I even wrote that on the website, right? <laughs> um, we we're we're a people company enabled by technology. We're not a tech company first. Um, so yeah, we, we are constantly just striving to build a better world for independent talent. Um, and that, you know, that hasn't existed until now. Um, freelance, freelancers, contractors, um, gig workers, you know, they've had to take on a whole load of pain um, in order to, to get what they want, which is control over their lives. They've had to be their own sales channel, uh, they've had to be their own manager, their own accounting system, mm. um, you know, their own customer management platform. Uh, so, so, so we're we're really, really focused on being pain relief um, for our talent partners, for our Elastic team members, and the benefit of that, the output of that, is that our customers get access to a higher quality of talent at a lower cost base and a way more flexible engagement model than was ever possible before. So that's you know really interesting given the debates around the gig economy that have been going on. Obviously, you're working with a, a high talent pool rather than what people normally assume of as the the sort of gig economy of the the delivery drivers, delivery Uber, and all of the associated problems with that. Um, do you think that you're actually being tarnished by that, or do you think that um, you know these things can be separated and you're able to craft that message in a way that means that it is freelancers with skill rather than the other way around? Uh. Uh, I would I would separate it into kind of thought work and manual work. Like you and I can probably deliver the same pizza in the same time, but you and I cannot write the same quality of software, right? Um, so it's, it's a very different um, skill set that we're working with. Do I feel like it's it's hindered the independent um, careers um, industry? Yes, I do. Um, do I think IR um, you know IR thirty five etc. Yeah, hinders contractors and hinders um, independent careers. Yes, I absolutely do. And the contractors would say so themselves um, too. Um, is is there a future in which these things can all actually roll into a beneficial working model for contractors? Yes, I do. That's what we're working on building. 
Um, and we're working on building an, you know, an entirely new um, employment model here at Distributed. Uh, so, yes, I do believe that gig workers, your your Uber drivers, your Deliveroo drivers, etc., should be treated much better and should be provided with a similar platform um, as to the sites that we're building at Distributed. Uh, for us, we're more focused on thought work, you know, highly skilled labor, um, and providing them with features and benefits that actually just improve their working lives exponentially. Before they met us, they were already contractors. They were just suffering through a lot of professional pain. Mm. Now we're alleviating that. You've just provided them with the platform to take some of the stresses away and uh, and sort of help you know gain access to to the right jobs and the right other connections and people, which I suppose is you know a very laudable. Um, ambition especially when you have that mindset that this should be the way that people are able to live from a you know a remote platform from taking the jobs that they're skilled for and, and not being bogged down but uh, you know there's always going to be governmental resistance um, to new platforms like this obviously you know we look at the the leaks from the last couple of weeks tax uh, receipts um, obviously that's more about the the super rich but do you find you have problems dealing across country borders or is it um, uh, is that something down again for the for the contractor? Um, it's it's a mix of both. Like we're here to to enable and to serve our elastic team members. Um, we've not had problems with contracts. We've not had problems with cross border payments, with international payments, etc. We've not had government um, resistance. Um, and as as far as tax issues go, you know everything is taken care of at the contractor side. Um, and as as far as I'm aware, they pay the full tax quota. <laughs> you have to remember our team members are are spread over what 14 15 countries yeah so it's it's not all um, doesn't all fall under ir35 anyway absolutely and you know that's um you know quite an important one as well isn't it having you know the idea of globalization that's actually happening now through technology through you know cryptocurrency through these expanding technologies that really are allowing you know nations to to work across borders more seamlessly than um you know let's just say people with the Brexit in their mind would otherwise think. But, um, uh, you know, looking at forwards to the future of work and, um, you know, the, the, the talk of hybrid offices, hybrid spaces right now, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that people are going to be completely separating or do you think there is a space for people to be still collaborative within a, a central location? Um, so let's, Again, let's let's contextualize what what remote work is, right? So mm. for the past two years, um, companies that have been traditionally office based, and we're a remote first company at Distributed, companies that have been traditionally office based, their employees have let's analogize it. They they've been yeah, let's do a metaphor. They've been they've been sitting in a in a lifeboat and calling it sailing, right? What we've all experienced over the past two years is not remote work. Mm. Remote work is a conscious choice, it's structured, um, and it, it's built in a way that actually works better than, than in-office work, in-office collaboration, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, if your business wasn't a remote-first company before the pandemic, um, there'll probably be a return to office, um, maybe a hybrid return, um, but the, you know, the, the cost savings, the improvement of employee happiness and health, um, higher productivity of remote work, all of these things are, are factual data points, right? That businesses are now very, very acutely aware of. So what I think you'll see most companies do is create a stepped approach 
to going, um, you know, fully remote over a period of months, maybe a period of years. Mm. Um, but there, yeah, there may be an initial snapback to let's get things back to working the way that we know can predict and can care for our team members properly and then move towards a remote first world. And you know, leaders are going to have to change their mindset, aren't they? They're going to have to trust in their staff and trust that, you know, outside of a, a global pandemic and the necessity of working from home, that people are still going to be able uh, to do their job outside of the office. And do you think there are any sort of lessons that leaders need to learn to, um, you know, take this on board? Or or do you think it's just going to be a natural evolution? Uh, it's, it's a common sense revolution that will, that will happen, especially as, you know, <laughs> more millennials and Gen Zers move into management and senior leadership positions. Um, it's a move towards measuring the things that matter. You know, let's stay focused on outcomes, not input. Um, it's about developing a higher, well, a better quality of, of people management, making sure that um, your team members operate with empathy, um, high quality communication, very concise, clear communication. Uh, providing the right support to team members and above all, like you've just you've just referenced, trusting them. You know, if you don't trust your team um, to be attacking the mission or to be driving forward um, the goals that you that you're pursuing, it probably shouldn't have been on the team in the first place. So, you know, would you have any sort of hints or tips for people to be able to get that model right, or um, you know, would it just be independence or you know, individual circumstance? Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's some tips, right? We, we, we need to recognize every business has its own personality. Every business has its own culture, right? So what I say now will not be right for all. There's no, there's no panacea. There's no silver bullet. Um, engage collaboratively with your team on the rules of engagement. And what I mean by how do we communicate? How do we document? How do we store documentation? What are officers and what are non-officers? What's emergencies, um, contact? Uh, protocol etc and so on and so forth and then we have um, you know a set of rules for how we engage how we work and you know how we communicate support each other um, in a remote first world and um, sorry Karen no go ahead Joshua no, I was going to just say, you know, you've been running your own sort of roundtable on uh, the future of work and, you know, bringing people in with, with different ideas <coughs> and different ways of doing things. And I was just hoping you'd be able to share some of those lessons as well, really, you know, being from yourself in that collaborative space. Mm. Yeah, um, agility, um, the ability to, to stay agile while using technology. So if we, if we stay focused on outcomes as a team um, and as a company, uh, we need to be able to test to learn to iterate on the technology that we're using to deliver those outcomes and that's everything from collaborate uh, sorry collaboration platforms um to phone text um ims and dms to from microsoft to apple tax you have to be able to experiment to a point um where you you know you have a working model for your own company mm. um in terms of people that i've spoken to you know most of the people that we've had on the podcast here um my peer group um, and people in the same space as me. We've been working remote first and working with distributed teams for actually coming up to a decade now, right? So there's 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 an accepted, um, I guess, group of tenants, which yeah. is, you know, it's communication. It's asynchronous if possible. It's ensure there's going to be um, in-person meetups at least once a quarter. And it's providing your team members with, Remember, remote work is not working from home. 
yes. so providing your team members with the right kit, the right space, and the right support to be a great remote worker. You know, it, remote work is not sit in your living room and give yourself back problems for the next eight months to drive the company forward. It's, it's, it's get set up so that you are a more productive version of yourself, and you're going to be that if you have more control over your life. That's why remote first is better. I think that's a really important distinction you're making there again and just really trying to hammer it home that it isn't, as you were saying, working from home from the kitchen table. It is having a remote setup. It is being able to have an office or or a place where you can go and actually concentrate. Um, it isn't the forced elements. Um, you know, and obviously we've seen from co-working spaces, pop-ups um, that have been going on over the last, you know, since since WeWork came around really, despite the, the issues with that. But um, uh, that these are, are, you know, better processes for a lot of people. And it's really encouraging to be, uh, you know, hearing from you that you think this can this can continue and this can be a, a trust place but um you know what we like to talk about on this this podcast isn't just sort of you know business it isn't just um you know the issues of the day and the politics but it's also about the lessons that you yourself have learnt and your particular leadership style um what would you say that sort of you know gives you the ability to run the company that you in the way that you do and you know have that sort of ingrained um i'm going to say it again ingrained trust in the people that you're working with and collaborating with it's a combination of of all of these that kind of give me the confidence to continue to you know to build this company to to be the the ceo that distributed deserves and to make sure that our team um, are well cared for they're grown um, and they're the best possible people that we can have working for this business at any point in time. Um, we are a very transparent, transparent, very open, very honest company here at Distributed. Sometimes, um, you know, that's not the right fit for specific team members. But what we are um, very clear about is that, you know, it's, it's a badge of honor for us um, sharing information at all levels of the company. That's any information um, that's requested. Um, being very empathetic, very supportive of our team members, um, but also understanding that the word we use here is team. It's not family. It's not um, anything else. We're here uh, to win as a team. We're here to drive the business forward as a team. Um, and what a team it is. I mean, the way that um, our team at Distributed have performed over the past two years, continue to grow, continue to support each other and set each other up for win. It, 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 it makes me really so proud and, you know, makes me want to be a better CEO every single day that I show up at work. And that's really encouraging as well, isn't it? Being able to have a team that you can you can rely on and that actually spurs you to do better, not only for yourself, but for them uh, to build the company. But you said that you made hundreds of mistakes and I always like to ask people you know when you were sort of developing the company or or recently you know especially given some of the challenges that have been going on you know what would you think that the biggest mistake that you've made has been or at least a memorable mistake that you know you wouldn't mind sharing yeah sure I'd, honestly this the, the biggest mistakes I've made at distributors have been hiring the wrong people and and um you know, keeping them working with the company for, for far too long. Um, I, this is the second company I've started, uh, but it's the first time I've sat in the CEO's seat, especially of a business that's scaling this rapidly. Um, that, that, that's the, the biggest mistake, and I guess the biggest learning over the past three years that we've begun scaling this business is make sure that, first and foremost, you have a great cultural fit. You know, skills can be taught, but personalities kind of tough to change. Um, make sure you have a great cultural fit um, before you go into, I guess, um, skills and domain testing. 
Um, as far as any other memorable, memorable mistakes go, I guess as a venture-backed company, uh, you move offices a lot. Um, and what a really memorable, slightly embarrassing mistake is I, I ordered a table for one of our meeting rooms and it's, it was impossibly heavy. It took about six, six very large men with, with mechanical equipment to get it in there. And it, it, I believe it's still in that we work meeting room. We had to abandon the table. Or, that's <laughs> I've never heard anybody one of their most memorable mistakes being um, uh, trying to fit in a table before. I I, I like that one very much. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, you're you're well, very right on on having company culture as well as being one of the major lessons. Um, you know, it's always the case of if you're going to fail, fail fast. But if you're going to employ somebody, make sure that they're right very quickly as well. Um, you know, there's nothing worse than than having somebody around or or a few team members around that actually aren't aren't there and aren't going in the right direction as you're long term vision um and you know as we're speaking on sort of long-term vision you know, have you got anything that you're going to be adapting changing you know obviously this is a huge period of growth for you but um you know what's that looking like moving forwards uh, it's just a continual doubling down on um the experience that our elastic team are provided with at distributed that's all we will ever be focused on at this company um we know that um a high quality um a happy a healthy, a fully engaged and mission aligned elastic team for us uh, delivers the the very best um, outcomes for our customers. So that's that's what we're focused on building, um, because that that represents the entire future of our company. We've got some incredible technology that we've also built um, that we will be announcing over the next few months. Um, but that technology there is there to enable our elastic. Team. You know, it will revolutionise this industry. But at the same time, it's people first every time for us. Well, it sounds like a really exciting sort of few months that you've got coming up, especially with this new um, project uh, or you know that, that that's just to be soon to be unveiled and it'd be really interesting to have you back on sort of you know midpoint next year hopefully after the we've got past then the worst of the the rest of covid and people can start concentrating on their forward vision and um, we can have you back on and hear about all the exciting changes and um, uh, progress that you've made in in not only changing people's mindsets on on remote working but also growing the company and that vision of yours as well yeah i'd absolutely love to thank you for the offer Brilliant. Well, Callum, thank you ever so much for coming on. And um, yeah, it'd be great to have you on again in the future. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Goodbye.